This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-443-4996. 800-443-4996. 800-443-4996. That's 800-443-4996. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, January the 26th. I'm Donald Ware, and we're, of course, on the second day of this HBCU Football Daily Podcast. And yes, we're doing this in January, and we're going to go now to Nashville and talk with the head football coach at Tennessee State, Rod Reed, in his 11th season at the helm of the Tigers program as he joins us right now. What's good, Coach Reed? How's it going, man? Doing well, man. It, it, you know, it's interesting. I, I know we did this in July in anticipation or June in anticipation of the start of the season, which ultimately has been pushed back now to uh, to spring, and you guys open up on February the 20th. How ha- What's been the prepar- preparation like in the Tiger program to prepare for this spring football season? Well, you know, it's been pretty tough. You know, uh, up until, you know, when they let school out last year and uh, – I want to say March, you know, we hadn't seen our kids until August the 11th. So they were off all that time, and you just got to preach to them about working out on their own and doing uh, things to stay in shape. And then, uh, you know, the fall semester came around. You know, we got here in anticipation of playing and going through a little camp, and, you know, we got canceled again. And, uh, you know, they had a little fall ball situation where, you know, you had a certain amount of days to practice, and we got – probably six or seven practices in and then we were shut down again because of some COVID related issues. And, uh, you know, they went home for the semester. So we got them back here, uh, I think January 6th. And, you know, we've been going through strength and conditioning and walkthroughs and uh, tomorrow will be our first day out, you know, with helmets to prepare for the upcoming season. Our first game is February 21st against Jacksonville state. So it's been a little tough, man. It's been a lot of adversity, but I think our kids have adjusted well. Uh, our administration did a good job, you know, handling the COVID. You know, we, we had not very many uh, positive cases. We did have some contact tracing and whatnot. But I, all in all, I think we handled it pretty well. Yeah, what are you looking for this first practice? You know, guys have been off, like you said, some conditioning, but not much in the fall. What, what are you looking to see in that first practice? You know, we're just looking to see some carryover from our Zoom meetings. Been doing a lot of things virtually, uh, you know, with the kids, uh, you know, seeing if they can take the coaching from the uh, Zoom meetings to the field. Uh, you know, we got some veteran guys coming back up front on the offensive line. You know, our secondary uh, got a few veteran guys over there also. Uh, we're getting Deshaun Bryant back, I think, from a, a really bad injury last year at the linebacker spot. So we're looking for our guys. You know, we got some leaders on the team that we feel like got to take charge and bring these young guys along. 
But uh, that's basically what we're looking for, taking the meetings to the field. And it's going to have to happen at a rapid pace. Yeah, no question. I mean, it seems like 2019 was eons ago. A tough season for you, but you ended it on a win against Tennessee Tech. Can you kind of of sum up 2019, but again, getting that win to end the season, moving into the next football season, which again, as you mentioned, will start February 21st? Yeah, that was a tough season for us, man. We had to deal with a lot of adversity with injuries and stuff. I think, you know, we played, uh, you know, six games, six or seven games without 17 starters. And, you know, at this level, you know, the the drop-off is pretty significant, you know, with having 63 scholarships and not the 85 that the big boys got. But, you know, our kids fought through it, and we were able to, you know, finish the uh, season on a high note, and we want to carry that over into now. The the recruiting, I mean, you (laughs) – I mean, year in and year out, your recruiting classes are great. And I have no doubt, you know, ultimately, even once you have uh, the first Wednesday in February, once everything is complete, it's going to be great again. But your thoughts on in terms of the mid-year signings and what you have to this point? Well, you know, we felt like we picked up uh, a lot of guys in the, in the mid-year period. You know, we basically done. We may sign one to two guys in February. But uh, our early signing period uh, was a good period for us. Uh, we got a couple of transfers in there. I've got some really high-quality uh, high school guys. So we're excited about seeing what these guys can do on the field. Rod Reed in his 11th season as the head football coach at Tennessee State joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Can you speak – I mean, and, and Chris Rowland, um, you know, should have, got, should have gotten drafted, didn't, but ultimately ended up – um, on the 53-man roster at some point with the Falcons. Um, your thoughts on him being able to, uh, his first year, and then ultimately what he meant to this program? Man, Chris uh, was a guy, that, you know, a local kid here uh, that, you know, a lot of people quite quite frankly missed on, you know, uh, definitely uh, FBS talented, Power 5 type player. But we were fortunate to get him, and, you know, Chris is a better person than he is a football player. And uh, him and his brother, Seth Rowland, they did a heck of a job for us here at Tennessee State. And I was just excited as I could be that he got an opportunity to uh, get with the Atlanta Falcons. And ultimately, I think, was active the last couple of games. And I think last game got a couple of really average 25, 26 yards of return on kickoff returns and, uh, you know, caught a couple of punts for him. And, and, and you know, the uh, I think the day after the season was over with, they came in and they signed him to a futures contract. So, uh, we're really excited about Chris and Latavius Simmons. You know, uh, Pig was drafted by the Chicago Bears, and he ended up doing a really good job and being active for them the latter half of the season. So uh, those two guys did a tremendous job. But Chris definitely uh, put his mark on his program, you know, with uh, tying or breaking Jerry Rice's record uh, for receptions in the season. And just, uh, you know, we used him in so many different areas, special teams, running back wide receiver he's just a Swiss Army knife for our offense and uh, was very explosive yeah before I talk personnel there's there's this guy in your area in Nashville's got the last name of Reed he's a he's a high school kid and he's tearing <laughs> it up not only in football football season is all now in basketball this kid is like uh, is like dynamite in Nashville of course he's your son He's doing big things. Talk about him. And I, I mean, obviously, you're super proud, but he's, I mean, he's a big-time athlete. Yeah, man, he really surprised me. You know, not not this year, but last year as a freshman. You know, he stepped in, I think, the third game and led his team to the state championship game. And, unfortunately, they got hit with some injuries this year, and they were knocked out. 
you know, they played in the uh, semifinals game before the state game. They were knocked out by, I think, Macaulay out of Chattanooga. And, uh, but he did a tremendous job, you know, uh, this year. Uh, was Ended up being selected All-State, you know, as a sophomore. And, you know, he carried that right over into basketball. And they started the season out 9-0 in basketball. And I think he's averaging around 18, 19 points a game. So I'm really proud of him, uh, you know, uh, just the person that he is and uh, the humility that he shows, you know, amongst all the attention that he gets. So uh, we're, we're, we're me and his mom, and we're some proud parents. And then we got, you know, my daughter is down at University of Alabama as a freshman down there. and She did really well. Uh, Dean's List, you know, first semester. So we're some proud parents right now. Man, that is absolutely awesome. Uh, so last year's recruiting class, we had you ranked as the number, uh, the number two recruiting class on last year and you had some you made a great class so how how do I mean how do some of those guys how do you feel like some of those guys are going to kind of fit into this spring season I think they'll fit well you know uh, we had an opportunity like I said to get some walkthroughs in with them uh, early in fall you know not very much spring ball we would love to have spring ball because our quarterback situation you know we brought in David Johnson he's a junior college kid out of Tyler Junior College and, uh, you know, uh, Davion Bryant, you know, Heath Williams, some of those guys, uh, 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 the Rhodes kid out of uh, Miami. You know, we, we really hadn't gotten a chance to assess our quarterback situation, which is one of the reasons why we brought in Isaiah Green to transfer from uh, Marshall uh, because, you know, he had played in college games before. So that quarterback uh, race is going to be something we got to look at closely here really quick uh, during this uh, uh, fall se- – I mean, spring season here. And, uh, you know, we've got to develop that position real quick. But we've got some explosive guys on the outside, we feel. Uh, got a good transfer running back in. Uh, Mr. Football here in the state of Tennessee um, uh, from Cane Ridge High School, transferred back from University of Memphis, Devon Starling. So uh, we got some guys, man. Like I said, we got some guys returning up front. We've got a lot of good young guys, man, uh, you know, that will end up being some twos and getting some playing time on the offensive line. And uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, speak to like a guy like a Cam Durley, uh, who's preseason all conference. Well, we think Cam is, you know, that next guy that could be uh, a next level player. Uh, he's a kid that transferred in from University of Kansas. Uh, you know, he he was there. He had a, a, a Achilles injury, and you know, just decided he needed to change the face. But he's worked really hard, man. And you can see toward the end of the year how he progressed. And uh, we feel good about his leadership and what he brings to the table on our offensive line. You know, Tennessee State could be considered uh, offensive line you. I mean, you look at Simmons getting drafted. Uh, you go back. I, I can't remember if it was 13 or 14, but the only – is a, a couple of players that were drafted. Two of them were offensive linemen uh, from Tennessee State. Yeah, Robert State. Myers and Dean Edwards. Yes. Yes. So what about that? You, you all really develop – offensive lineman there at Tennessee State. Yeah, and that's a tribute to uh, our offensive line coach, Russ Arnfeld. I feel like he's one of the best in the business. Uh, he does a really good job with those guys. Uh, man, uh, you know, I feel sorry for him sometime over there, an individual. Uh, you know, that's the hardest part of practice for, for really anybody. But the, our offensive line, Indy, is really tough, man. And, you know, he's a, a very um, – I mean, he, he's just a technician, man. And he teaches those guys – things what they learn at the next level and it makes the transition easier for them and, and it's never easy going to the NFL but you know they've been taught some of the techniques and uh, what those guys do and 
you know, Russ really spends a lot of time mastering his craft with clinicking and talking to other uh, offensive line coaches, spending time at other places. So uh, he does a good job of developing those guys. Uh, what about the defense? Some of the names, obviously, Nick Harper Jr. is a preseason all-conference guy. Um, talk about him and then some of the other guys that you're expecting big things from in this spring uh, this spring football in 2021. Yeah, Nick, you know, he led the league in breakups last year. We need to turn some of those breakups into interceptions, but uh, he's a really good cover guy, got good instincts. You know, his dad played in the league for nine years. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, th- there's some bloodline there. But uh, he, he's done a good job for us. And then the secondary, Josh Green is a kid that came on. We had to move him from corner to safety last year as a redshirt freshman. And he ended up making freshman All-American and do, doing a really good job for us on the uh, all-newcomers team in the conference uh, back in the secondary. And if we can keep Larry Wilhoyt healthy, he's a kid that I feel like can really be explosive at the safety position uh, for us. And Ja'Shawn Bryan is an all-caliber type, uh, all-conference caliber type kid. But he, he suffered a, a severe break of his arm last year, and it's kind of taken him a whole year to get over. But he seems to be back and working well. And up front, Raymond Horton, uh, D-tackle out of Daytona Beach, Florida, played for us as a freshman. Uh, he's going into his junior season, and uh, we feel good about him. And we've got a kid, uh, Devon Hawkins, from uh, University of Kentucky at three technique, and uh, we feel like that uh, he brings a lot of athleticism up front you know, to the three-tech and Justin Brown and uh, T.G. Patterson, those guys at defensive end. So, you know, we we got a lot of ingredients, man. We just got to mix it all up and, you know, make sure that that cake comes out right. But uh, the ingredients are there for us to, to have really good success on both sides of the ball. So, again, as, as you mentioned, Sunday, February 21st, you open up uh, against – you're at home, as a matter of fact, against Jacksonville State. There's always a tough team perennially in the OVC – um, you know, speak to that and having to have about maybe a little more, well, not real time, but really in excess of, of about a month to prepare for a season when you haven't played since the latter part of, or since the, since November of 2019. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough, man. You know, when you looked at college football, you know, this year with the late start of a lot of things and, you know, games getting canceled, you know, tackling, uh, to me was a, um, was not very good. And we've got to make sure that we're going to be good tacklers on the defensive side of the ball uh, because we haven't had contact since our last football game of the season. You know, when we were allowed to go to, through spring ball last year, we got three days in. And I think uh, maybe three days, four days in, and the day that we were supposed to have our first scrimmage, that's when they shut everything down. So we have yet, you know, to tackle in uh, over a year. So uh, it's going to be interesting watching these guys, how we adapt to the speed of the game and get back to putting that leather on people. So uh, we, we just, uh, you know, you cross your fingers and hope you're doing everything right. And uh, we'll, we'll probably have to be a little more physical than we intend, you know, the first week of this camp. Uh, we got to get some live scrimmages in, some live contact, just to see where we are. And then lastly, for you, an All-American linebacker, uh, at Tennessee State, uh, you were before becoming the head football coach. You were uh, on the staff and in one of the recruiters. So the recruiting classes have always really been good, even before you were the head coach. What does it mean to lead your alma mater with all the great history that Tennessee State has had? And again, you being a pretty good football player yourself during your days at TSU. You know, it means the world, man, to be able to. Uh, coach at your alma mater, you know, uh, it's really tough when you have a season like we had, you know, uh, in 19. 
uh, to swallow because, you know, you, you carry that, uh, you know, you carry that torch, man. You know, you got a lot of pride in your university and it, it hurts, you know, even more, you know, when you, when you don't come out and you know what's expected, you know, of the program. So, you know, we have to instill in our players, you know, whose shoulders that they're standing on and the kind of tradition that we have here at Tennessee State. And I think that uh, our guys are starting to understand that and uh, we're going to carry that torch well. Again, in his 11th season as the head football coach at Tennessee State is Rod Reed as the Tigers open the season at home against Jacksonville State. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Always appreciate you making some time for us, Coach Reed, and uh, we look forward to talking with you in this spring season. All right, man. Go Big Blue. So that's a look at the Tennessee State Tigers looking to make some noise in the OVC. Again, the HBCU Football Daily Podcast is back. Yes, it's January, but we're rocking and rolling, and we still have another 18 teams or so, 17 teams or so to preview. So, again, tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, our website where you can download and listen at BoxToRow.com, also Apple Podcast as well as iHeartMedia.com. Talk with you tomorrow. The love of love is in your eyes. The look your heart Find the Box to Row YouTube page for conversations with stars like Amari Hardware, Brandy, Michael Strahan, and with some of our favorite sports guests over the years. Over the years.